President Karine Jean-Pierre. <laughs> stupid story, stupid woman, the worst press secretary in the history of the planet, and we'll have that coming up if you haven't heard about it already. AOC continues to prove what an idiot she is. We missed this story last night. We told you we were going to talk about it, and then we missed it because we got cramped for time. We will cover it tonight, and we are not forgetting about East Palestine, Ohio. We don't forget the small ones they hope you will forget about. We don't do that. We're not forgetting about Maui. We're not forgetting about East Palestine. We're not forgetting about the Nashville Transgender Shooters Manifesto. All those stories they hope you won't remember, we do. And we will continue to follow it. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show! Happy Wednesday! Wednesday just getting underway. It's hump day, and I uh, hope you're doing well. I had a uh, an interesting day so far, and it's early yet. <laughs> hey, please, if you're just popping into the show, uh, two things. Anything you want to talk about, you want to make comments about, you put it in the live chat, and I'll see it. I got it up here, and uh, we'll respond to it. You want to make suggestions, you want to make a comment about something we're talking about. The other thing is that follow button. It's right there. and You just click that little green button that says follow and you're done. We're at 89. I know that's such a tiny little amount, but we're growing, growing in little bites. Little bites, like I always say. We're going to get over 100 soon and then we'll hit 2 and then 5 and 1,000 and who knows. We'll grow from there. A little bit at a time. Just take one second, click that follow button. It's free for you. We don't spam your in-mail, and uh, it helps the show out a lot. All right, let us get on to uh, our first sponsor of the show. They pay to be here, so they want to let you know about what they're all about, and I am so proud to have these guys on board as a sponsor. This is Blackout Coffee. Folks, this company is so incredible, not only because they make an amazing cup of coffee, but because they support America, America values, American values. They were founded on the principles of conservative values. The founders of this company believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, and traditional American values. The best small batch fresh roasted coffee, and it's all done in-house. They source premium beans, specialty grade green coffee beans grown at the perfect altitude correct time of year best soil then harvested at just the right time they work with local american co-ops and farmers american farmers that grow these high quality coffee beans and they have a strict adherence to what is known as small batch roasting uh, their coffee is amazing roasted packed shipped with lightning speed usually 24 to 48 hours that means you will get the beans just days after they have been roasted. Help support this company, and right now when you use our link at checkout, J20, J-A-Y-20, there is right there, you will get 20% off your first order. That is a hell of a deal. And you will be supporting not just this show. I don't so much care about that. Well, I do, but you know. What I care about is you help to support this company because they support us, our conservative values, Blackout Coffee. Use promo code J20, J-A-Y-20 at checkout, 
and you will get yourself a 20% discount. How about that? That's a hell of a deal. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being part of the show. Uh, really, I'm serious. We are so proud to have you as a part of this uh, a part of this mess here we call the Jay Sheldon Show. <laughs> All right, from the Western Journal, Karine Jean-Pierre. <sighs> she screwed up so bad, and she got caught. She gets absolutely, speaking of coffee, roasted for an epic fail with her Twitter account. Since coming into office, the uh, Biden crime family has been relentlessly mocked for the incompetence of the people they appoint to positions. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg and his uh, floundering from one transportation crisis to the next. Vice President Harris, perplexing comments. Her stupidity just continues. And uh, of all the officials in the White House, the Biden White House, no one is perhaps a bigger embarrassment than Karine Jean-Pierre. Press conferences she can't seem to handle, or lazy attempts to cover for all the many missteps and scandals surrounding her boss. They just basically make her look like a clown, which is pretty much what she is. All that pales in comparison to her recent fail in the last 24 hours. Tuesday, yesterday, a post appeared on Corinne Jean-Pierre's Twitter feed. It said, Investing in America means investing in all of America. When I ran for president, I made a promise that I would leave no part of the country behind. And then that post got deleted. I mean, it just couldn't be more obvious. Jean-Pierre is not the president. <laughs> she never ran for president. And obviously the tweet was posted by mistake. It was actually meant to come from President Biden's account. There is the actual tweet. Fail. <laughs> she found herself the subject of relentless mockery on X. News of her unfortunate error spread. You see, no doubt she, among probably many other people, tweet for the president. And she hooked up the wrong account on her phone and sent the tweet. Moron. I mean, you know, the, the president doesn't write his own tweets. Is not, you know, you know, famous people don't write their own tweets. They have people who do that. Celebrities, musicians, all, you know, politicians in, in some cases. They have people who do their tweets. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, she did it. Here's some of the reactions that people posted. LMFAO, some White House staffer forgot to switch accounts. KJP just tweeted a post meant for Joe Biden. These people couldn't run a lemonade stand. <laughs> oh, man. A historic moment for our country. 
as Joe Biden becomes the first black lesbian immigrant president. <laughs> oh, man. Comes as no surprise to anybody, Biden doesn't write his own tweets. Uh, he can barely make it through a speech without either lying or stumbling or mispronouncing or knowing how to get off the stage. But his staffers now apparently cannot even conduct business on X without screwing up in a way that embarrasses the entire admin. So there you go. She's at it again. <laughs> These people. Oh, man. All right, we got to get serious for a second, because this is serious. Did you see the comments from Newt, Newt Gingrich? Look, I'm not a fan. I am not a fan of Newt Gingrich. I never have been. Even he is too conservative for me in many ways. I agree with him on some stuff. On some stuff, I do not. Former Republican Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, made a huge prediction about President Trump's presidential aspirations in 2024. While he was chatting with Megyn Kelly this week, if uh, President Donald Trump is the Republican nominee next year, Gingrich predicted he will turn out a tidal wave of voters. Take a listen. That it is Barack Obama who corrupts the Justice Department. It is Hillary Clinton who routinely breaks the law and gets away with it. And now we have Joe Biden who's learned. He's learned from Obama that doesn't matter what you do, if you're a liberal Democrat, you will not be prosecuted. He learned from Hillary that a person in high public office can get millions and millions of dollars. And they learned from watching Donald Trump that a true outsider willing to take on the entire system could destroy their entire machine. So what you're seeing across the country is a desperate last-ditch effort by a corrupt machine to destroy their most dangerous opponent in a way which not only breaks the Constitution, destroys the rule of law, and establishes a moment of bitterness uh, which I think will last for a generation or more. I think you, this is going to be a horrendous period, and we just need to understand the people who want to control America and dictate to the rest of us will break any law, lie about any topic, and manipulate the system any way they can, and that includes a lot of the elite news media. There you go, folks. Truer words. Like I said, I don't always agree with Newt Gingrich, but man, boom. That's it. By the way, that was him on Hannity, not Megyn Kelly, but he made the same sort of comments on Megyn Kelly's show. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. He said the stuff you're not supposed to say, and he said it out loud on the air. The other person who has been saying the stuff you're not supposed to say because it's stupid, no surprise here, AOC. AOC's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, her rationale for why people loot and how it's not their fault they keep on looting. Yeah, and as this headline says, it's a humdinger. This, these memes are funny. 
Ah, man, you gotta love how she continues to stick to her talking points, no matter how stupid they are. And uh, we gotta give it to her. Nobody is quite as consistently stupid as AOC. Eric Swalwell is a close second. And we're seeing Don, uh, Dan Goldman surpass Elon Omar. Uh, but nobody, nobody beats AOC when it comes to stupidity. Here's her explanation for why people are looting. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, you're, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. Yeah. You see, they're, they're just, they're doing it so they can feed their family. Like, let's take a look at some of this coverage here of some of the looting going on. You'll see in this, uh, is this a grocery store? In Roseville, California. Uh, that looks like, what, loaves of bread, uh, gallons of milk. Uh, yep, yeah, there's some more. There's some folks stealing maybe some cookies and baby formula. I, I don't know. Does Nordstrom sell uh, groceries? Does Yves Saint Laurent have, uh, or Nike? Nike's got a new line of uh, bread and milk coming out. Is that it? Yeah, there you go. There's the people AOC is referring to, just looting to feed their family. This woman is an idiot, seriously. And she just keeps doing it. She just won't stop. And people are still, oh, yay, we love you. Not not my audience, trust me, I know, I trust, I, I know where you guys' heads is at. Anyway, all right, let's get back out to Maui, huh? The story continues, we're going to keep on covering it. Things to keep making you go, hmm. The Hawaiian government says the state is looking to acquire the land that was destroyed in the fires. Lately, in the last 12 hours, I have seen on my X feed that uh, some of these snaky, slimy real estate people are actually calling some of the homeowners, making offers to buy their land and destroyed properties. These freaking slime balls. Some of them are still missing family members. Some of them haven't buried their dead yet. Some of them haven't even been back to their home to find out yet. And you slimeball realtors, I'm not packing all the realtors into one big bin, but anybody calling up these homeowners in Hawaii, making offers, trying to buy their land, you people are the lowest of the low. Governor also announced a moratorium on any out-of-state property sales. On Monday, two days ago, the Hawaiian governor, Josh Green, announced his admin was considering acquiring pro uh, properties in the uh, town of Lahaina. That's the, specifically the town in Maui that had been destroyed by the wildfires. He vowed to prevent foreign buyers from swooping in to exploit the tragedy. Well, Governor, you better get your ass in gear, because they're already trying. 
I'm thinking of ways for the state to acquire the land so we can put it into workforce housing, put it back into families, or make it open spaces in perpetuity as a memorial to the people who were lost. In a separate press conference, Green reiterated his commitment to ensure the land was protected for residents. I really hope we can hold you to your word, Governor. I don't trust that we can. We'll see. According to the Honolulu Civil Beat, 2,000 structures were destroyed by the blaze. Three quarters of the 2,000 were residential. And so far, and it continues to grow, over 100 people have been found dead. And that is expected to rise as crews continue to search throughout the area and, sadly, unbelievably sadly, a high percentage of those are children. The story just really doesn't get any better. It's, uh, we'll keep following it. We'll keep you up to date. Do you fly a flag? I do. I hope you do. I mean, not just the American flag. You can fly a Trump flag if you want. I need to get me a Trump flag. I'm going to put that up next to my American flag. It'd be a good idea. I have a pirate flag, too, by the way. When I'm feeling particularly salty, I fly my pirate flag. <laughs> Sculling crossbones. All right. Well, take a look at this moron from Blaze Media. Hey, Australians, if you don't like it, get the hell out. This is incredible. I don't want a subscription. Go away. An Australian is annoyed because she sees too many American flags. And where is she? In Sydney? Melbourne? New South Wales? No. She's in America. During her stateside trip, she got a massive lesson on U.S. patriotism. A female TikToker from Australia recently posted a video expressing her annoyance at seeing too many American flags during her stateside travels, according to the New York Post. Mia Chloe, if that's how you say her name, who cares because she's a dork, giving a piece of her mind to the land of the free and the home of the brave. Listen to this. I'm just going to say it. There are too many American flags. Like, they're on houses, they're on cars, Solomon couch cushions. Like, I don't know who's making these American flags, but they'd be making a bloody fortune. And, like, you're the only country that I know that does this. Like, the only time I think I've ever seen an Australian flag is, like, on the Harbour Bridge. Could not tell you what it looks like. Like, I know it's, like, blue and it's got some stars on it. But I, I think I could draw the American flag from memory. Like, I think I could make a bloody sculpture out of it. That's how many times I've seen it. It's enough. Let's pull back on it, okay? Let's stay humble. Uh, no. Oh, man, it appears, apparently, we have a rather young person from another country freely traveling as a guest in the United States who mined her many years of wisdom to lecture us 
about their dumb flag, apparently visible to her everywhere. It's enough, she says. Let's pull back on it, okay? Let's stay humble. It is worth pointing out that let's is a contraction of let us, which is a curious usage of that sort of verbiage, given there is no us. Ms. Chloe is not part of us. She expresses only Americans are, but perhaps she feels as though she's tapped into that privilege, even as a visitor. Or maybe America just has that effect on outsiders. <laughs> oh, girl, you stepped in it. You moron. <laughs> All right, we got lots more coming up, including some more information about the Maui fires. Right now, though, we're going to tell you about one of our other sponsors here. Just give me a quick second to talk about Brickhouse Nutrition. Field of Greens. Oh, man, I'm telling you. You know, we never have time to get out and shop for fruits and vegetables like we should. I'm telling you, Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens, fruits and vegetables are the key to healthy living. They are the anchor of a healthy diet. The problem is they're hard to cook, hard to prepare. You got to go shopping. They are perishable. How many times have you bought fruits and vegetables and then before you get to eat all of them, they've gone off? Field of Greens, it is a science-backed formula of specific, healthy fruits and vegetables all ground up into an amazing tasting powder like this. You just mix a spoonful in with your whatever beverage you like. Green tea, water, fruit juice, orange juice. Just take a spoonful, mix it in. You re these are real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. If you look on the package, you will not see supplement facts. You will see nutrition facts because that's what's in there. 100% USDA organic fruits and vegetables. You start using this product, and I'm telling you, on your next visit to the doctor, he's going to come in and say, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it because it's working. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition, and there is a special link down there in our show notes. Use that link to get yourself an amazing deal from the Jay Sheldon Show at Brickhouse Nutrition for Field of Greens. They have all kinds of other great nutrition products there. Check out the website. Pick yourself up a bottle of Field of Greens. They come in a bunch of really cool, great flavors. And uh, no, we'll do that next. Okay. Uh, wild Berry, Original Lemon Lime, Raw, Strawberry Lemonade charged insight bundle yeah they got all kinds of different formulas different tastes there pick out one you like and go with it it'll make a difference in your life i promise you the stuff is amazing field of greens from brickhouse nutrition use the link in our show notes and that will get you an amazing discount okay back to maui death toll as we mentioned and these are more details surpasses 100 in the Maui wildfires, military is now, finally, providing aid. 
risen from 99 to 106 yesterday. It continues to grow. Military continuing to provide ongoing disaster relief assistance. We are heartsick, said Governor Green, that we've had such a loss. He previously noted the death toll could double or triple as more bodies are found. He's asked for patience as authorities become overwhelmed with a request to visit the burned area. 85% contained as of this report, which was last night. Another blaze known as the Upcountry Fire, 60% contained. The Palehu Kahai Fire, 100% contained. And the Pukokoli Kanapali Fire remains extinguished. Hawaiian names. Crews using cadaver dogs have been searching through about 32% of the overall burned area so far. Uh, Maui police chief said crews aim to cover 85 to 90% of the area by the weekend. Also on Tuesday, a mobile morgue from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services arrived to help Hawaiian officials identify the victims and to process their remains. So the search continues, the tragedy continues. That was a quite detailed, the link's in our show notes, it's quite a uh, detailed description of the search and uh, the fire itself and the recovery from the fire, which is going to take a very long time to happen, I'm afraid. All right, they are hoping this story will go away. It ain't going away, and we're not going to let it go away. We still want to see the manifesto from the transgender uh, school shooter, shooter in Nashville. Not giving up on that story either. And here's another one that we refuse to give up on. We're never going to let this go. We're going to keep on talking about it. I search nearly every day for new information, and when I find it, I bring it to you. So these stories do not go through their seven-day news cycle and then disappear, and you forget about them and never hear about them again. This new article has just come out on the Ohio train derailment. Vance says the East Palestine is still waiting for Biden's response. Six months after that fiery train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, left residents concerned about contaminated air, contaminated water. Senator Vance renewed his criticism of how the Biden administration has responded to this tragedy. In the Columbus Dispatch op-ed, he wrote, President Joe Biden has ignored Ohio's pleas for help. After the derailment of the Norfolk Southern train led to the release of toxic vinyl chloride that was later burned. Not only has Joe Biden refused to visit East Palestine, but he's also refused to grant critical assistance to the recovery effort to this day, six months later. The governor, Mike DeWine, requested a major disaster declaration from the president a couple of weeks ago. This is inexcusable, he says. A disaster declaration would guarantee the delivery of resources the community needs to save itself. And Biden just sits on his fat ass on vacation again. 
while he requests another, what, 20, 40 billion for Ukraine a couple days ago, he's sending what amounts to $700 per resident to Maui. You're an embarrassment, Biden. You are an absolute embarrassment. I'm growing angrier by the day as improvements are not made, Vance says. No one can expect the people of East Palestine to return to normal until the hazardous waste in their backyards is gone for good. Six freaking months. People still don't know if they can drink the water, eat the food, or, or even breathe the air. And the U.S. doing absolutely nothing. Be ashamed of yourselves. Oh, but we got the goods on Trump. We'll get him indicted. Janet Yellen. Our next story. Take a look at this picture. <laughs> this could have happened right after the headline. Yellen admits to eating magic mushrooms in China. You know, this woman who lives in a psychotic bubble on a daily basis, talking about how good the economy is and how the recovery is going very well and inflation isn't that bad. Apparently, she's been eating magic mushrooms for a long time. In talking about her experience in eating a dish in uh, China which contained hallucinogenic mushrooms. In an interview on Monday on CNN, Aaron Burnett per, uh, pressed Yellen to talk about her experience eating magic mushrooms with a group of people at a Beijing restaurant. The person who arranged our dinner did the order, and there was a delicious mushroom dish. Take a listen. Secretary, I want to ask you one more thing. Uh, you recently were in China. You ate dinner at a restaurant chain called In-N-Out, and I should say to Americans not to be confused with the burger joint. Um, <laughs> I see you smiling. You set off a frenzy because you ordered a mushroom dish that contains apparently what are considered magic mushrooms, mushrooms that can be hallucinogenic. And so now these wild mushroom dishes are selling out at that restaurant's branches across China. You have, have sparked all this. May I ask you, I'm, I'm just quite curious, Apparently so. what was it like, the mushroom experience? <laughs> so I, I went with this large group of people, and the person um, who had arranged our dinner did the ordering. Uh, there was a delicious mushroom dish. I was not aware that uh, these mushrooms had hallucinogenic uh, properties. I learned that later. I can tell you later, like in your when you were, were sleeping and having visions, mushrooms. or <laughs> <laughs> I I was read that if the mushrooms are cooked properly, which I'm sure they were at this very good restaurant, that they have no impact. But all of us enjoyed the mushrooms, the restaurant, and none of us felt felt any ill effects. Hmm. I'm not sure hallucinations would be an ill effect. Might be a fun one. That's great, Yellen. Very nice. 
What are you, like 70, 80 years old doing magic mushrooms? Okay. Lost it. Absolutely lost the beat. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Zuckerberg and Musk. Have you heard the latest? You know they were going to have a fight, right? Apparently not anymore. Zuckerberg chickened out. And Elon's got the receipt. This was going to be a charity MMA fight. Zuckerberg versus Musk wasn't exactly going to be the MMA fight of the century. In this corner, we have a 39-year-old father of three weighing in at a lean 155 pounds and best known for his combative pursuit of a virtual reality where only recently people got legs. Mark Zuckerberg! And in the opposite corner, weighing in at 187 or 224, depending upon the time of year, it's the 52-year-old owner of a confusing, money-losing social media platform, and best known for his sick burns, Elon Musk! Well, guess what? It ain't happening. Doesn't seem like Musk's MRI indicated he needed surgery because of late last week the cage match, which was going to be held at an epic location in Italy. You have to know it was going to be the Colosseum. Even went so far as to call Italy's cultural minister. Had a long, friendly conversation with Elon Musk. We talked about the common passion for the history of Rome and discussed how to organize a great charity and historical event. He says it will not be held in Rome, so maybe not in the Colosseum. Anyway, things fell apart over the weekend. Zuckerberg and the press claiming Musk had chickened out. On Saturday, Zuckerberg complained that I love this sport and I've, all, I've been ready to fight since the day Elon challenged me. If he ever agrees on an actual date, you'll hear it from me. Matt Drudge, almost always now on the wrong side of everything, devoted a Drudge Report panel to the controversy. <laughs> Elon Musk, if you still want to do a real MMA fight, then you should train on your own and let me know when you're ready to compete. I don't want to keep hyping something that'll never happen. So you should either decide you're going to do this and do it soon, or we should move on. To which Zuck replied, I'll be in Palo Alto Monday. Let's fight in your octagon. I haven't been practicing much apart from a brief bout. Sure like, looks like Musk is willing to uh, fight Zuck anytime, anyplace. And Zuck is making excuses. But Mark's promise threat on Sunday to bang on his door tomorrow and demand to fight. So stay tuned. Last word to Musk. Zuck says, I think we can all agree Elon isn't serious. Time to move on. I offered a real date, 
Dana White offered to make it a legit competition for charity. Elon won't confirm a date and then says he needs surgery, now asked to do a practice round in my backyard instead. If Elon ever gets serious about a real date and official event, he knows how to reach me. Otherwise, time to move on. I'm going to focus on competing with people who take the sport seriously. To which Elon replied, he can't eat it chickafil because that would be cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. Uh, maybe it's just PR, you know, to get the viewers, to get the, uh, to get it hyped up as best they can. I always leave you with one aw moment or a good story. And this is a little bit of both. <laughs> Ever seen a basket of owls? Probably not. But if after all the crap that's been going on, you need a little respite from all the bad news on the planet, here's a very short little video. It is simply a basket of owls. <laughs> Look at that. These are real. These are live baby owls. How adorable is that? I've never seen anything so cute in my life. And they're perfectly still. Look at the ones down here with the eyes with the yellow. Look at that. A basket of owls. You're going to find the weird stuff on this show, folks. I told you. I warned you. I love this. Okay, time for our book. We started a brand new book last night. We finished 1984 and decided since we love George Orwell so much, we're just going to continue on with his amazing work. And we started Animal Farm. It has been interesting so far, and we are just the beginning of chapter one. So why is that so small? Can we zoom that bigger even live here on the show? Yes, we can. Wow, look at that. <laughs> All right. It is time to push on with Animal Farm, written and uh, published in 1944 by George Orwell. All men are enemies. All animals are comrades. At this moment, there was a tremendous uproar. While Major was speaking, four large rats had crept out of their holes and were sitting on their hindquarters listening to him. The dogs had suddenly caught sight of them, and it was only by a swift dash for their holes that the rats saved their lives. Major, Major raised his trotter for silence. Comrades, he said, here is a point that must be settled. The wild creatures, such as rats, rabbits, are they our friends or our enemies? Let us put it to the vote. I propose the question to the meeting. Are rats comrades? The vote was taken at once, and it was agreed on by an overwhelming majority that rats were comrades. There were only four dissentants the three dogs and the cat, who was afterwards discovered to have voted on both sides. Major continued, I have little more to say. I merely repeat 
Remember always your duty of enmity towards man and all of his ways. Whatever goes upon two legs is an enemy. Whatever goes upon four legs or has wings is a friend. And remember also that in fighting against man, we must not come to resemble him. Even when you've conquered him, do not adopt his vices. No animal must ever live in a house, sleep in a bed, wear clothes, drink alcohol, smoke tobacco, or touch money, or engage in trade. All the habits of man are evil. And above all, no animal must ever tyrannize over his own kind. Weak or strong, clever or simple, we are all brothers. No animal must ever kill any other animal. All animals are equal. And now, comrades, I will tell you about my dream of last night. I cannot describe that dream to you. It was a dream of the earth, as it will be when man has vanished. But it reminded me of something that I'd long forgotten. Many years ago, when I was a little pig, my mother and the two other sows used to sing an old song of which they knew only the tune and the first three words. I had known that tune in my infancy, but it had long since passed out of my mind. Last night, however, it came back to me in my dream. What's more, the words of the song also came backwards. I am certain which were sung by the animals of long ago and have been lost to memory for generations. I will sing you that song now, comrades. I'm old and my voice is hoarse, but when I've taught you the tune, you can sing it better for yourselves. It's called Beasts of England. Old Major cleared his throat and began to sing. As he'd said, his voice was hoarse, but he sang well enough, and it was a stirring tune. Something between Clementine and La Cucaracha. The words ran, Beasts of England, beasts of Ireland, beasts of every land and clime, hearken to my joyful tidings of the golden fortune time. Soon or late the day is coming, tyrant man shall be o'erthrown. All the fruitful fields of England shall be trod by beasts alone. Rings shall vanish from our noses, and the harness from our back. Bit and spur shall rust forever, cruel whips no more shall crack. Riches more than mind can picture. Wheat, barley, oats, and hay, clover, beads, and mangle wurzels shall be ours upon that day. Bright will shine the fields of England, purer shall its waters be. 
sweeter yet, shall blow the breezes on the day that sets us free. For that day we must all labor, though we die before it break. Cows and horses, geese and turkeys, all must toil for freedom's sake. Beasts of England, beasts of Ireland, beasts of every land and clime, hearken well and spread my tidings of the golden fortune time. The singing of this song threw the animals into the wildest excitement. Almost before Major had reached the end, they'd begun singing it for themselves. Even the stupidest of them had already picked up the tune and a few of the words, and as for the clever ones, such as the pigs and the dogs, they had the entire song by heart within a few minutes. Then, after a few preliminary tries, the whole farm burst out into Beasts of England in tremendous unison. The cows load it, the dogs wind it, the sheep bleated it, the horse whinnied it, the ducks quacked it. They were so delighted with this song, they sang it right through five times in succession, and might have continued singing it all night if they hadn't been interrupted. Unfortunately, the uproar awoke Mr. Jones, who sprang out of bed Making sure there was a fox in the yard, he seized the gun which always stood in the corner of his bedroom, let fly a charge of number six shot into the darkness. The pellets buried themselves in the wall of the barn, and the meeting broke up hurriedly. Everyone fled to his own sleeping place. The birds jumped to their perches. The animals settled down in the straw and the whole farm was asleep in a moment. And that's chapter one. We will move on to chapter two coming up on tomorrow's show of George Orwell's Animal Farm. There you go. <laughs> what a great book. Once again, Orwell coming through. Incredible. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much. Please just take a quick minute, hit that follow button right there. Helps the show out. Doesn't cost you anything. Quick and easy to do. We don't spam your inbox. Just give us a follow, and we really, really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, we're getting there, folks. Little bites at a time. I will see you all again tomorrow. Snort. <laughs>